This is your wallet. I've got my hands full with your credit cards, ID, and that Froyo loyalty card. So I was thrilled to learn about the new digital wallet in the Giant Eagle app. It'll let you store, manage, and spend all your gift cards right from your phone. E-gift cards you buy from Giant Eagle and GetGo will load automatically. And you can even transfer plastic gift cards there, too. Download the Giant Eagle app and start using the digital wallet today. Visit GiantEagle.com backslash wallet for details. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Dr. Low Radio. You know me. I'm your host, Dr. Lauren Noel, and this is where you hear the very best in natural medicine and nutrition. We have some special guests on the show tonight, and they are bringing the testosterone. I've been doing a lot of lady-centered shows like Revealing Your Inner Goddess and Women's Role in Medicine, and those are really important, but it's time to offer something for the men. We have Abel James of Fat-Burning Man Show and George Bryant of Civilized Caveman Cooking on tonight. I got to meet these two gentlemen a few weeks ago in Boston for the Ancestral Health Symposium. It's a conference all about primal eating and living. And they're both rock stars in my book. They're really doing big things by spreading so much valuable information to their followers regarding health. And Abel and George have just released a beautiful and very well put together ebook called Caveman Feast. It has over 200 pages of gorgeous recipes you can download on your computer or your iPad. It's a really, really great gift for any men in your life who you like to see eat better. So I'll be definitely spreading that to my, my, uh, my brother and my dad and my cousins. And it's just really, really important to get those men eating well because sometimes you need a little bit of help. So you can purchase the book on my website, drlaurennoel.com. Abel James is the host of the widely popular Fat-Burning Man Show, a best-selling author, a professional musician, and entrepreneur. As creator of The Wild Diet, Abel helps his readers, his listeners, and clients embrace real food to improve performance, health, and longevity. You can listen to his very popular show, FatBurningMan.com, which I was just interviewed on his show, so it should be released pretty soon. And you can also sign up for personalized coaching at LeanBodyCommunity.com. And George Bryant is a self-taught chef and creator of Civilized Caveman Cooking Creations, a paleo recipe blog with a passionate following and nearly 30,000 Facebook fans. So he is killing it on Facebook. I need to get my fans up there. George believes in having fun in the kitchen and letting your love and your happiness come through in your food. Amen. You can find more about him at civilizedcavemancooking.com or follow his photography journey at gbsnapshots.com. Guys, thank you so much for coming on the show. Welcome to Dr. Low Radio. How's it going? Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, totally. For you listeners out there, they're not in the same room, so this is going to be, we'll have to get creative with, you know, kind of how to, who to ask questions to and who's talking and when, but <laughs> but thank you guys. Yeah, I really appreciate you being on the show and bringing more of the testosterone. <laughs> you won't be able to uh, mistake Abel's voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he has a good voice. Pretty distinct. Well, thank you both. <laughs> yeah, you know. Abel, tell us a little bit about you. You know, what kind of got you into health and, you know, writing the books you've written? Kind of tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, so I started off, I've always been interested in uh, food. I've always loved to eat it, and uh, for a while there, I loved to cook it too, and I certainly do now. But I've gone back and forth on different styles and ways of eating, and uh, I, I'll just give the short version because there are two of us here today, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Basically, I uh, I came home one night a few years ago, and uh, my apartment building was up in flames and pretty much lost everything that I had, and then my health really started to suffer. I was on and off vegetarian for years, and I, I was trying that, but my stress was building up. Um, I was overweight, totally inflamed, then just decided that the one thing I could control in my life was my health, so I dug deep into the books and just studied as much as I could for the next few years and uh, <laughs> spent a lot of time with medical journals <laughs> and then kind of came yeah. to this thing that was, uh, you know, kind of close to the, the old way that bodybuilders used to eat and pretty close to what, you know, my, my grandmother used to think about food, that starches make you fat and, uh, and, and then arrived at this sort of like ancestral paleo way of eating that, uh, that I definitely endorse today and, and follow and walk the walk myself. Mm-hmm. Were there any particular books that really changed your life? <laughs> there was uh, this old, actually it was old bodybuilding journals that really, uh, when I started reading uh, these 
kind of advanced and totally off-the-wall strategies, like not even eating carrots at all for a week, <laughs> things like that. Um, and these are kind of like underground texts. Some of them are only on the Internet, um, just like eBooks and and all of that. Those were the ones that really kind of opened my eyes to thinking in a different way. And I think I needed that, like, that jarring effect, right, where I thought that, that meat wasn't – like red meat is bad for you, fat is bad for you carbs are great, and then I read something that's completely the opposite. Uh, those were the things that really affected me to start with. Mm-hmm. And you had to really just untrain your brain, right? <laughs> totally, yeah. And yeah. I think that's where a lot of people get, get hung up now. You know, they, they may listen to a lot of these shows or read a lot of the books, but they're just like, you know what, I still think that fat is bad. <laughs> but you mm-hmm. you have to, there needs to be that one experience, right, where you kind of, you convince yourself or you, you convince yourself that it's worth trying at least and that's when you really start making making some serious changes yeah absolutely that's great george you are a united states marine very different from you know the typical guests we have on the show tell us a little bit about your story and how you got into all of this okay okay i will uh i'll keep it brief too but much like abel i loved food and i loved it a little too much at a point in my life and it didn't matter what it was so uh, I've done the, uh, I call it the weight roller coaster, the many sides of George. I've pretty much been at every body composition that you can look like. I was big, I was fat, I was, looked like a bodybuilder. I did the too skinny thing, and then I finally settled in where I am now, happy, healthy, and, you know, going strong. But uh, it's, been, it's been a long road for sure, um, you know, just trying to figure out for years what the right knowledge was you know, what to listen to, what to do. So I was just experimented on myself. And uh, the worst part was uh, I got injured in 2004 uh, on a deployment to Somalia, and I ended up having some pretty gnarly surgeries and was in a wheelchair for a long time, about a year. And I packed on the pounds uh, to about 237 to 240 pounds, somewhere in that realm. And uh, I decided then that it was it was time to make a change. So that's when I got pretty serious about health and nutrition and I started doing some triathlons and uh, marathons, and then it just kind of evolved. I was I was pretty much eating relatively close to a paleo diet, except for the addition of some disgusting traditional carbohydrates and grains for when I was racing. And as I just kept going, um, those things just got removed more and more, and I started feeling better until my last deployment to Afghanistan um, about a year and a half ago. I stumbled across Rob Wolf's book. And uh, I read that one night in the middle of Afghanistan. Pretty sure that was one of the only copies of Rob Wolf's book in that country, and I'm proud of that. So spreading paleo throughout the world. And uh, I read the book, and it completely just changed the way I looked at it. And I kind of tried to forget everything I knew and relearn it from the basics and just go back to simplicity. And uh, I implemented it the best I could in Afghanistan. Obviously, I couldn't control where the food came from, what it was cooked in, things along those lines. But I stuck to the basic premise of paleo principles, and then uh, when I got home, I decided it was, you know, full-on steam ahead. I uh, I got pretty excited about it to the point where I decided that I wanted to figure out how to run a blog and how to cook and how to take photos, and that's uh, where Civilized Caveman was born. So the whole paleo journey was also me learning how to cook and how to take pictures and do everything all in itself. So it's been it's been quite a long road to get here. Mm-hmm. And, George, what kind then, of um, health effects did you notice, like positive changes that you've experienced from going this way? You know, the biggest things for me is um, I had so many allergy tests for so long because I was always allergic to, like, everything. I was allergic to dust, dirt, wheat, pollen, dogs, cats, like, you name it. It pretty much, if I went around it, I got, like, a puffy face, swollen eyes, um, sinus, you know, symptoms, everything along those lines. I had to carry an EpiPen around with me just for when pollen was horrible. And... uh the biggest thing I noticed was that, you know, after 30 days of clean eating that I realized, like, sometime in there I forgot to stop, I forgot to take my medication, and I never even realized it, and I kind of just kept going. So after about a couple months, I got a little brave during the summer, and I grabbed a friend in my EpiPen, and I went and rolled in the pollen in the backyard to see what would happen. And, uh, <laughs> nothing happened, so I figured I was cured. Yeah, I love that. You took the EpiPen just in case, though. <laughs> You know, it was it was good to have, you know, someone needs to shoot me in the butt, make sure I, I survived at least a trip to the hospital, but self-experimentation was the best way for me. Yeah, yeah. 
So if you weren't a Marine um, and you weren't on active duty, what, what would you see yourself doing? Um, hopefully I will see myself doing that in about 19 months. And uh, right now it's going to be running the website and doing my best to just spread, you know, like good healthy habits and cooking, nutrition to people, going to CrossFit gyms and helping people that don't know how to cook or don't know how to eat or intimidated by this whole lifestyle change, just figure out how easy and amazing it can be, as well as, you know, taking some photos and writing some books with Abel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you're such an inspiration, George. I think that's really, really incredible. I mean, you're definitely a minority in your, your, your uh, you know, population that you're in right now, so it's really great. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's not an easy life to live, you know, playing Marine by day and Paleo Guy by night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously. Hey, Abel, what have you noticed um, physically? I mean, you know, I'm a doctor, so I like to know, like, what what are the changes you felt? So tell me, you know, some of the things that you experienced really taking this on as a lifestyle. Yeah, so I guess before I always thought that I was eating healthy, um, and what that included was a lot of whole grains, limiting red meat especially, and I just found that, you know, as I was in my 20s, I started to become more inflamed. I wasn't sleeping as well, and there's that that horrible feeling, you know, when you totally uh, fill your stomach up with food, and then you have you're you're still hungry, but you feel it kind of coming back up, you know, like it's stuck in your throat. And I would get that all of the time, um, and all these other little things like uh, that I thought were just a part of me, like excessive sweating sometimes or super dry skin. Um, all those things kind of just slowly but surely disappeared once I started eating in this different way. And then uh, I also, you know, my body composition totally changed. I I thought that I was um, just getting puffier and a little bit rounder just because I was getting older and that was just my genetics or something. And clearly it wasn't, you know, like I cleaned up my diet and uh, it's been really easy to maintain like a a healthy weight. And then my blood pressure, uh, my biomarkers are, are I used to have high blood pressure, and now they're just right on target um, and and totally awesome. So <laughs> I'm having a blast eating this way, and uh, there's no way I'd ever go back. Yeah, isn't it crazy you could actually have high blood pressure at such a young age? Oh, it's yeah, it's terrible. It, every time I went in, they would try to medicate with me with something for sleep or for blood pressure or cholesterol. It's, it was just a disaster. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I mean, you know, that's all the tools they have, right? So that's all they're going to use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I love it. Two healthy guys on the air. I love it. Hey, well, tell me a little bit about uh, the wild diet. I just learned about that today. I've been kind of out of the loop. I'm just, you know, in the clinic a million hours a week. So tell me about the wild diet. It started with uh, just growing up in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire. People eat in a in a certain way. They understand that food for from the earth is. Uh, you know, and especially fresh from your backyard. Like people here still have gardens that's really valued and appreciated. And I think we've, um, I've lived in a lot of you know downtowns of cities, and for a while there, we've really grown out of touch with that sort sort of thinking that we should eat uh, lots of variety of foods and fresh foods. That people just kind of throw in their microwave dinner and count the calories and assume that you know it's good for them or it's it's going to uh, help them reach their health goals in some way. And we've just grown, uh, we've gotten so far away from what should be very human, which is eating uh, a wide variety of foods that, that grow naturally uh, in their environments. And a lot of people say that agriculture was the biggest mistake that uh, humans ever made. I don't, I'm not sure that I would ever go that far, but I think the more that we can uh, appreciate that what suits the human body best is wild animals, wild plants, um, eating responsibly and, and eating a wide variety of them. So that's kind of it in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you sent me over this beautiful book, The Wild Diet. So tell me a little bit about, like, what's included in that in that particular book you wrote. Yeah, so I, I originally wrote it as kind of a compilation of everything that I've I've learned along the way, both from personal experience and, you know, just digging my nose in the medical journals and reading every book I could get my hands on. Um, and I I originally wrote it just to kind of remember exactly uh, what I had learned so I could keep doing this. Um, and then I, I started building it out further and further. And, you know, through the, 
the magic of the internet these days. You can you can really disseminate this stuff um, if you build a following, like like George has done so well, and, and I've tried to do myself. And so I, I think you know it's so frustrating to know that, like I said before, where I found these answers, a lot of a lot of them were just from like crappy old ebooks from bodybuilding forums. You know, the information is out there. It's mm-hmm. it's just unfortunately buried. So I've done my best to get it out there as much as I can. Awesome, awesome. I love it. Well, you guys have really put together a beautiful, beautiful ebook. Um, George, can you tell me a little bit about what the Caveman uh, Feast is all about? Yeah, it uh, pretty much uh, every recipe I put on my website is is for the intimidated chef. It's just about you know using real ingredients, simple stuff, some pretty absurd flavor combinations when I get really inspired or have one glass too many of red wine while I'm cooking and uh, just trying to keep it as simple as possible but yet still amazing. I think one of the biggest problems that uh, people run into in the kitchen is everyone just thinks it's so hard to cook or it's so hard to eat this way or it's so hard to prepare food and uh, I got to tell them that I'm a self-taught Google chef and that's how I learned how to cook, and I want that to come across to everybody so they understand that they can eat this way. So the book in itself is just a master collection of over, I don't know the count, Abel maybe does, over 200 recipes of just anything that I've made, I devoured, I took an iPhone photo of, a crappy point-and-shoot photo of, or my newly developed attempt at food photography photos where they got a little bit better in the end, and uh put it on the paper and try to share it with everybody. So you did the photography in it too? Because it's beautiful actually. Yep. Everyone those photos is, uh, it's actually funny. You can click through the book and you can kind of see my photography journey from the beginning uh, where I started to where I've came, where I've come. But yeah, every photo and every recipe in the book was created by me and photo- photographed by me. Yeah. Well, I'm one of those people, I can't get a, a, a recipe book if there's not photos for every single recipe because I need to know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So this is very pleasing to my viewing. So thank you. It's really, really great. And I love how the very first recipe is beef. <laughs> What's up with that? Yeah, that's like one of the most important ones besides my crock pot pulled pork, which Abel will tell you all about. Okay, yeah, tell me about it, Abel. Well, the whole way that – actually, that crock pot – pulled pork is the reason that caveman feast exists because <laughs> george and i had met at paleo fx um, a few months ago and and had a good time and, and kept in touch and just kind of emailed back and forth we're like you know we should we should do something together and and figure out what to do and and so uh i had him on my show and he convinced me that i needed to try pulled pork that was made in a crock pot and i'm like the, i don't i'm not i'm not so sure about that cuz i've been eating barbecue for a long long time like i said i love food and uh, i i travel all over the place and obviously in austin texas there's some pretty good barbecue so i'm like man in a crock pot that sounds crazy and then i went to the farmers market uh prepared the crock pot recipe exactly as george had uh, instructed and man i swear to god it was the best full pork i ever had in my life and so <laughs> When I when I had that and I ate it for days, it was amazing. <laughs> I'm like people people need to know about this stuff, you know. And I, I started trying more and more of his his recipes, and I'm like, man, you should really do a book. He's like, I'm a full time marine. I have no time. And, right. Uh, and so I'm just I had just uh, self published myself, and I'm like, man, we just got to do this. I have no time either, but but let's make it happen. And so we did, and everyone deserves to to taste this food and one of the best things that that george does is uh he makes it simple but beautiful and and tastes amazing and one of the the takeaway points i think from all this is that like if this guy who is one of the busiest men on the face of this earth can not only make this food but photograph it and and um you know log it as recipes then anyone can do it like people say they don't have time to cook but if he can do it then then you can yeah it's all about priorities, right? You make the time. It is. Exactly. Yeah. I love this one uh, recipe here. It's sweet caveman pie. I saw this and I, I it's like I was flipping through it and I had to do a double take. take. I'm like, sweet caveman pie? What's that about? <laughs> it is just deliciousness on the page of the book. That is what it is. <laughs> I 
I, I, you know, in the beginning when I started this thing and I started naming recipes, I kind of went like off the wall and I just thought of anything I could, you know, like I went for the, uh, the ringing name over, you know, the, the good search engine optimization name. And I had recipes on my website called like cuddly coconut pancakes. Thanks to my best friend, Lainey. And I mean, it, <laughs> it was, it was literally just like, they'd have like 20 ingredients in them that I wanted to name and I couldn't name them all. So I would just come up with a short and sweet name and some of them just stuck. That is so awesome. I love it. What's um what's your favorite one, Abel? Yeah, one that you love. <laughs> yeah, the pulled pork probably. That will be my favorite for the rest of my life. It's <laughs> it just gets me every time. <laughs> what about you, George? And just so everyone knows, that's how I got Abel to fall in love with me. Um that's my oh, claim to fame right true. there. Absolutely um, true. You know, I'm a being a fat kid at heart. Uh, I'm a pretty big dessert guy, and I don't I don't partake in them as often as you see them posted on my website. I spend a lot of time giving them to friends, so I don't feel guilty about eating them all. But I also want people to understand that they can eat treats and make things that are delicious that no one else would ever even dream of making with these ingredients, and anyone will eat them and enjoy them. They don't taste like bland cardboard or anything like that. So I would have to say that one of my favorites would be like the blueberry banana brownies or the blueberry espresso brownies were my all-time favorite. And actually, I really, really love that photo, too. It kind of makes my mouth water every time I look at it. Wow. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, nice work. I I really want to make the pumpkin brownies with pumpkin pie frosting. What? Oh, (laughs) yeah. Those are are bomb.com right there. And I love how, you know, they're they're still generally healthy. I mean, you make it with coconut cream. You have eggs in there, grass-fed butter. You know, it's all gluten-free, dairy-free. Nice work. It's awesome. Yep, yep. That's my that's my favorite. That's my number one ingredient for uh, paleo baking is coconut cream concentrate. I have about 10 jars of it in my pantry. Oh, okay. I'm working, I'm working on a... I don't want to call it paleo bread because paleo bread doesn't really exist, but I just like having things to make like little hors d'oeuvres with or put like maybe make like a paleo bruschetta with without the cheese or if you can have cheese. So yeah. um, I, I I stumbled across a recipe on the Internet from um, Richard from Free the Animal, and it's, it's literally like a fat bread. It's just made with macadamia nuts, eggs, and coconut cream, and I made it like he wrote it the other day, and the stuff is absolutely amazing. I've been actually making it in the morning and slathering some almond butter on there and just calling it a day for breakfast at 4.30 in the morning, and uh, the stuff is just delicious, and I'm kind of on a mission to perfect it and make it so I can actually toast it and make maybe some French toast with it or some bruschetta or something along those lines. Oh, I like that. So, George, what did you actually eat today? I love asking my guests that. Oh, oh, here we go. So this morning at... uh, about 5 o'clock, I had three slices of that, I'll just call it fat bread, with uh, some homemade almond butter, and then about a gallon of water before lunch, and then at lunch I had a 16-ounce uh, New York strips that I sous vide yesterday and finished off last night and made for my lunch with some lemon pepper steamed broccoli, and then I came home to be on your lovely show and... In my sous vide on my counter, there have been short ribs going for 48 hours, and I plan on finishing those off with an orange pumpkin uh, barbecue sauce for dinner. Orange pumpkin barbecue sauce? Are you serious? Yeah, I'm working on that recipe right now, so hopefully that'll be up in a couple weeks if I get it to where I like it. Oh, my gosh. What you got, Abel? What do you have today? (laughs) So I start pretty much every day. With coffee, and fortunately here in New Hampshire we can get raw milk and raw cream. So I'm a dairy guy. I I always have been. I seem to tolerate it pretty well. So I had coffee with raw cream um, and and pretty much did like a ketogenic fast, which I tend to do until at at least noon on most days, and then had a big old feast with um, bacon, guacamole, eggs, and uh, let's see, sweet potato cooked in the bacon fat. That was pretty awesome. Uh, then a slice of pumpkin cheesecake that we made. <laughs> and uh, tonight we had ribs that we made in the crock pot with, with some sweet potato and some kale uh, from the garden and a bunch of other veggies and some fresh tomatoes. So it's it's been a good day so far. 
Yeah, nicely done, guys. Very, it has some health in there and also manlies, right? Good job. Well, doc, Dr. Lowe, what did, what did you eat today? Let's see. This morning, I, I'm doing the, the Whole30, um, so I'm doing, I'm on day two of the Whole30 right now, so I'm doing strict paleo for a month, like really, really hardcore. So this morning, I had some green tea, and I had um, some spaghetti squash with uh, some um, some sausage, some, a bunch of spinach thrown in there with some eggs and um, onions and mushrooms, and uh, I think that's it. And some, yeah, that was breakfast. It was leftover spaghetti squash I had from couple nights ago so I just threw that in some eggs that was amazing and then for lunch I had some grass-fed steak salad with a bunch of organic veggies and carrots and cucumbers apples uh, some balsamic vinegar and olive oil avocado and walnuts and then I had a little bit of a sugar crash later and I had just some sunflower seeds and then I actually had some more of what I had for breakfast because I had left over so that's what I've had today you guys approve I approve. I approve. I approve. I want to know when you're going to cook for us. <laughs> well, George, you're local, but Abel, you have to fly out here. <laughs> Done. <laughs> if you promise to cook for us, then then I'll be right out there. Deal. Deal. I'll hook it up. <laughs> Look at us. We're all so healthy, and I love it too because it's like you know, healthy food can actually be really delicious. Because I feel like I eat the most delicious food on the planet. You know, I don't feel like I'm going without at all. I I love what I eat. Totally. Oh, I could. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I could never even think about going back to how I used to eat. I mean, it's just the thought and the smell sometimes, like when, you know, like you're forced in public places where you just have to <laughs> smell some disgustingness being cooked, like it makes my stomach churn. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I know for some of the guys listening who are really, really busy and they're like, I can't eat like this because I'm on the go and I'm never around healthy food. My brother in particular, he travels three and a half weeks out of the month. You know, he's, he owns a sunglasses company, Inferno.com, InfernoUSA.com for you guys who want to check it out. But he is, um, he's just a businessman, you know. He's all, on the go all the time, and he uses the excuse, I can't eat healthy because I'm always on the road. So um, I'll ask each of you guys, so Abel, do you have any suggestions you can offer for him other than just suck it up and just do it? <laughs> yeah, I I actually did a podcast about that because I, I um, asked my my fans in my list, like, what what are they struggling with? And that's one of the biggest things. So I did a, a short podcast and a blog post about how to eat paleo in the airport. And so I just, like, I was on a business trip doing a speaking engagement uh, for my consulting job a while back, and I just, like, cataloged everything that I did and, and what I ate and how I did it. And sometimes you just have to uh, do the best that you can. You know, I got this really grim chili at the airport <laughs> because it was the best I could do. And it was so gross, but I was starving and I needed something before uh, I talked. So, yeah, I, I guess in terms of tips, that's one of them. You're never going to be perfect. Uh, and, and there are those times where you, you kind of cheat and you do it on purpose, right, and you just polish off all that extra chocolate or a piece of cake or something like that. And then there are the times that you that it just kind of happens where you have to eat that, that grim chili at the airport. Um, but then, of course, you know, there there are things that you can do when you are traveling, like always pack up on, on nuts. Like I always have macadamia nuts around and, and almonds. Um, and try to prepare ahead of time by, like, uh, by bringing some food with you, literally. And, you know, people say they don't have time to do that, but you do. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, eggs are always pretty safe but yeah i mean we're so spoiled all of us you listen to what we we eat every day and this is how we do it at home you're not going to get that on the road unless you want to spend you know a hundred dollars a plate <laughs> and good luck with right. that but uh yeah there, there are many ways to do it and and there aren't that many excuses and then there's always fasting <laughs> which, which right. i tend to do when i'm traveling yeah what do you think, i'm a George? fan of fasting yeah. Go for so it. yeah i uh i agree with what abel said but but the biggest thing for me is prep because a lot of times with my schedule and, um, for example, you know, I know traveling's tough, but try going to the field for two to three weeks at a time and just being forced MREs, man. You master fasting, and I live off Steve's paleo kits. Like, Steve is one of my great friends, and uh, I love his company and his organization, but I am addicted to his products because they have saved my life so many times. I just keep at least two boxes of paleo kits stocked in my pantry at all times so I can grab some jerky or some 
paleo crunch or some dried fruit and I always just throw it in my bag with macadamia nuts whenever I travel and that pretty much saves me. But the other things I do, like I'll uh I'll make, you know, like my own like I have a caveman crunch recipe on my website and I have like some caveman bars um that are in the book and things along those lines. And I'll make those in advance, you know, a couple of days before I travel and I'll just keep them in the refrigerator and I'll just throw them in my bag with me. And I'll have those with some macadamia nuts. I'll always look for, like, fruit or salad somewhere. Or then I'll just do what Abel said and I'll fast. Because sometimes the the aftermath of eating things that I can't control is not worth the physical pain that it causes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What about if you're at a restaurant? What, what do you tend to order? You know, I go out to eat um, a lot because, you know, I don't want to ever be antisocial. And most of the restaurants up here near me um, in Temecula are pretty good. I've I've been there a few times, and most of the chefs in them know me. So I always just ask what they cook in, and I do my best to, you know, control it. But there's places where you can't, so I just do my best to stay paleo. I'll just ask for dressings on the side, or I'll, I'll normally stick to any big hunk of meat. Um, I'm a big fat kid still when it comes to things like that, when uh, – when I was visiting in, in Pittsburgh, the Food Lovers Primal Palette took me out, and I tackled the, I think it was a tomahawk steak for two. It was like 44 ounces, and I ate that whole thing. That, that was pretty amazing, with, with probably about three potatoes worth of French fries fried in beef tallow. <laughs> I, oh, my I God. George, I want to test your uh, your your blood iron. Okay, we're gonna do some blood work and make sure. <laughs> hey, you're my you're my doctor. You're game. We can do it before right. and after a meal too. You can take me out to eat for a test. That sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> Sweetness. Sweet. Well, you guys clearly have your your diet really on point now. I know both of you are really um, big with your exercise too. It's not just about your diet, but you know, really, really working your body out. So. Abel, tell me a little bit about your, um, you know, your approach with exercise. All right. As hard as it is being a super competitive type A, I've tried to (laughs) kind of take a more zen approach to it lately. Um, I've done marathons, and I've always been uh, pretty competitive. But what I try to do now is just, like, knowing what I know, that you want to – make exercise short, intense, uh, and, and pretty brief, but also be active, generally speaking, throughout your life. So I, I, I try to do that. I have uh, a puppy, like we talked about before, Dr. Lowe, and I, I take her out for long walks, and I, I just love it. Um, but I do. I, I try to switch it up as much as I can. I personally hate gyms. I barely ever go to them. Um, so I, I try to work out at home as much as I can doing body weight, and I love kettlebells, although George is the master of those. <laughs> and, uh, and definitely do some sprints too. So I try to switch it up as much as I can and and just not overdo it on the exercise but still make sure that I'm active. Mm-hmm. So important. Yeah, I have to really, I mean, I have to, like, give my patients, like, the tough love, you know. I mean, I'll test their adrenals, and they are just flatlined. And they're working out six, seven days a week, and it's like, hey, you know, you, you're you're really not meant to 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 operate that way. Got to really scale it back. I mean, it's better to work out two or three days a week versus six or seven. So, and yeah, I mean, they they they're like you. They want to be in the gym every day. They want to be doing this, but it really does, you know, take a big toll on their body. It does. And one of the things that I I chronicled again was, uh, and this was in a blog post, and I'm going to make another video about it. But it's I, I compared my body when I was doing marathons and then when I stopped doing marathons and in in the month between and what happened and when I stopped running uh, so much I was running you know 50 plus miles a week and I toned it down to like five to ten miles a week and started doing sprints Um, I put on 10 pounds of muscle and lost body fat and and it was like instant it's crazy Hmm. and so I think when when people can actually see it in action that you like start exercising less and then you get better results that can be really compelling stuff and I mean I've I I guinea pig on myself all the time and I can definitely vouch for the fact that working out more is often not the best answer because but but there's a big difference between working out too much and not working out at all like most Mm -hmm. people don't don't take that first step they're like oh whatever if working out is bad for you then I guess I'm not going to do it and that's not at all what I'm saying it's like if you work out right and you do it really intensely it, it literally is like just a few minutes a week and you can get a huge benefit 
So what kind of workout do you do? Like, what does it look like? If I'm pressed, um, <laughs> especially if I'm traveling, I think that's a good example because, you know, sometimes before a meeting or something like that, I'll have four minutes or five minutes before my shower. So I'll do burpees. Um, burpees. And, yeah, burpees rock. Sometimes I crave them. Like, and this is such a man's show right now, I guess. I apologize for that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I'll do, I'll do 20 seconds on, um, 10 seconds off, and I'll just go for like five minutes straight or something like that. And you know what? You can feel awesome for the rest of the day, even if you just get that little bit in compared to not doing it at all. And um, if I do have a little bit more time, then I'll, I'll do a sprint and some push-ups. And that, that can go such a long way. And then I do also, you know, I do the, the short but intense burst of weight training as well, which is important for men but also really important for women. So I try to do that about once a week just to make sure that uh, a lot of thing that pe- things that people do wrong is, is exercising the same muscles over and over again and not really getting a balance. So I try to make sure that I, I get all of those weird little muscles that you, that you otherwise wouldn't really use. So I, I tend to do a lot of kettlebell work and free weights instead of, like, the machines that you'd find mm-hmm. in the gym. So how do you how do you apply that you know bursting with the the weights? What does that look like? I sorry I missed that question. So you said you you do like the the more intensity like like bursting type of motion with the weights? Is that what you said? Like more high intensity? Is it like using the weights faster yeah. or what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, when I use when I use weights, um, I'll, I'll try to make it a, a brief but intense session. So what you find a lot of times with meatheads in the gym is they'll just kind of like hang out in there for four hours and right. <laughs> take long rest in between. When when I'm working out, I, I do take short amounts of, of rest um, because obviously that's important and you don't want to kill yourself, but uh, it's, it's hardly ever anything more than 45 minutes to an hour tops. Um, so... Yeah, some people might think that that's kind of a long session. If I don't have the time, I won't do it for that long. But uh, I try to make, I try to get the biggest bang for the buck, and that's by making your heart race, really getting yourself to sweat, and making sure that your muscles hurt a little bit <laughs> the next day. I, I always try to do that a little bit, not too much where you can't walk anymore, but you want to make sure that you're actually using your muscles and, and keeping them strong. Yeah, just really going, getting after it when you, when you do it. Yeah, that makes I mean, so it's nicer, too. It's like you don't have to spend four hours in the gym, you know. You can get way better right. results with a fourth of the time. I mean, it's like such a no-brainer to me, you know. <laughs> it's awesome. Once you get it down and you find what works for you and the exercises that you like, um, it's, it's awesome. I don't stick to, like, a routine. I just try to shake it up and keep myself interested in liking it, you know. Yeah. There's no reason that you need to exercise your back on a certain day. There really isn't, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Let's be honest. So right, if, totally. if you'd rather do kettlebells or just go for a long walk, like go for it. And that's that's what yeah. I try to do. Yeah, totally. Listen to your body. So George, you completely re- restructured your whole body. I mean, what what kind of fitness have you found is the best for you to stick with now? Uh, Abel Abel hit it on the head. Uh, I I go a little more extreme than most. Uh, I was uh, I was doing a lot of CrossFit competitions in Southern California for a while. And uh, that was fun and great uh, when I didn't have a website to run and I wasn't bombed with work uh, to the point where I caused myself adrenal fatigue. So since then, I've learned to uh, tone it back to pretty much what Abel said. Like, I try and get, you know, two to three workouts in a week, but I make sure that they're worth it. And I make sure if I'm not feeling up to it, I don't do anything. But I do, you know... CrossFit style programming, so same thing Abel was talking about, short, high intensity, high heart rate, um, you know, just moving heavy things over distances. It doesn't have to be a gym. It can be flipping tires. It can be doing a burpee 400, which is fun if you haven't tried it, Abel. Um, just, <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Just do, uh, just do a burpee with a broad jump for 400 meters and let me know how you like me after that. And, uh, you know, pretty much anything to get it stimulated. I spent six months doing nothing but kettlebells, and it was absolutely amazing. Um, I've never been stronger or healthier uh, just from that exercise regime alone. And the longest kettlebell workout I ever did was, like, 15 minutes. And I would wow. just be smoked after it. Like, there was just nothing I could do. One of my one of my friends locally up here uh, in Temecula runs a gym called Cutting Edge Kettlebells, and that's where I was. And he just demolished me on a daily basis. But it was amazing because I was working out next to you know a 65 year old woman who was you know beating me and <laughs> making me look ashamed. But yet 
you know, we both got the same amazing workout out of it and great results. So it was pretty awesome. So I just try to uh, I try to stick to anything that, you know, is going to get my heart rate up, get my muscles moving. Um, I spend a lot of time doing mobility stuff, though, because, you know, in the CrossFit community and, you know, the fitness community, a lot of times it's like one of the biggest ignored things ever. And I'm sure you as a doctor, you know, not specifically in that field, but you understand, like, people lift all these weights and they get all big and strong and get these muscles, but when it comes down to it, they're the least agile people ever and they have no flexibility and their muscles are just ready to tear because they're never loosened or mobilized correctly. So I I spend a lot of time with foam rollers and yoga balls. I mean, uh, lacrosse balls in my shoulder and my back and my legs. I roll out my legs with barbells. Like I'm all about functional fitness. I go to the trampoline place right down the street from my house and bounce for like three hours into the foam pit like a little kid. Yeah, that's awesome. I, mean, I love that. Those Super things are fun. fun. I, I have a slack line in my backyard that I just like to go out and play on. Like, just randomly, instead of sitting down in front of the computer or, you know, like sitting down in front of the television, I'll just go in my backyard and I'll play on the slack line for 30 minutes. And you don't even realize how much you're just working, like, your core and your leg trying to balance on a slack line between two trees. Yeah, I'm obsessed with slacklining now. I actually just started a couple weeks ago, and I I could be on that thing for like an hour just playing around. You know, I'm getting pretty. I'm, well, to me, I'm getting pretty good at it. But people go on there and they do all kinds of crazy tricks and stuff. Are you pretty good at it, George? No, no, I am nothing <laughs> like those guys that you see videos of. They are ridiculous. It is just crazy. I only knew about it because when I went and stayed with um, Bill and Haley from the Primal Palette before AHS. Uh, Bill has one in the backyard, and he showed it to me, and I was, like, instantly hooked. He was playing on that thing. Like, he can go back and forth. And I, I probably spent, like, an hour out there, and I could barely balance on one foot for more than, like, three <laughs> seconds. Like, it was the most humbling thing ever. So, wow. of course, I had to buy one, and then I put it in my backyard. And now I have to kind of remount it because I broke the thing it was mounted to, so I'm kind of slack lineless right now. Aww. I was Poor playing George. too much. I didn't answer you to balance on another one. Safety first, people. Safety first. Yeah. I'm getting pretty good at it. I go forward. I've gone backwards. I can stand on it and kneel down. And then I haven't done uh, one-legged yet. Got to learn about that. Oh, no. You're not okay. You're not using the one at my house, then. You can't show me up in my own house. <laughs> we'll go to the we'll trampoline place and see. All right. That sounds good. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, though, just the importance of functional fitness. I just started rock climbing a couple weeks ago. And thank God I'm actually pretty flexible already. I did gymnastics a lot when I was a kid, but it's you have to really be better, more than just strong, you know, to be able to climb up those walls. It's so much fun. Have you guys done rock climbing at all? Uh, yeah, there's, rock a, there's a place climbing. right down the street. Oh, go ahead, Abel. I was just saying rock climbing is awesome. I love it. I, I wish I could do it right now, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I have a, yeah, I have, I have a right problem. Now. I have, a, I have a problem doing things that I'm not good at instantly, so I like to go, like, after hours where I don't look like a fool, but there's a there's a 24-hour rock climbing gym, like, a mile from my house, so I should probably start utilizing that a little more. Okay. Well, I'm going to come up there, I, and we're going to do slack lining and some rock climbing. I have to brush up my skills before you get here so I don't look like a fool. Well, start your homework. Because I, I don't have enough already. Come on now. <laughs> And then I'm I'm assuming you're going to want me to cook you dinner too, right? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. I'm, I think I'm better in the kitchen now. I'm oh, kidding. nice, nice. <laughs> no. Caveman throwdown in the yeah. civilized cave kitchen. <laughs> now I can talk crap. I was raised with boys, so, you know, it's all I roll. Abel, we'll, we'll, Abel, we'll get on Skype, and we'll let you narrate that for everyone on a podcast. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Oh, my God, you guys are so funny. I love it. I love having just like a, yeah, I feel like I'm hanging with my bros, you know? It's good. Um, so awesome. if any of you guys are listening, you want to call in and ask a question, I'm not sure how many people are listening. Um, the number is 818-495-6919. Phone lines are open for a few minutes, and we're going to head out. Um, so if you guys want to check out the uh, their amazing ebook that's Caveman Feast, you can check it out on my website, drlaurennoel.com. It's available on there, and it's on sale right now. Isn't that right, you guys? Yes. Tell us about the sale. Go ahead, Abel. <laughs> so, yeah, Abel we're sleeping. we're doing – basically what this is is uh, everything that George has to date, including a, a pumpkin ebook that he put together. And so uh, you can 
the the plan down the road is to break it up into to smaller books. And so right now you can get the, the entire collection for 20 bucks off. Awesome. What is the price, yeah, though? It's $27 now, and it will be 47 when the sale ends. Got it. Yeah, I don't, think, I, don't think people, I don't think people want to call. They're too busy commenting on my Facebook and giving me a narrative <laughs> of what we're talking about. It's kind of amusing. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have a I have a thread going here. Someone someone like Burpees, someone asked for a one of my good friends from home asked for a paleo book for people on a budget. I sent him Rob Wolf's and she's mad because she wants my recipes. And then she demonstrated a burpee for her husband, my good friend Nate. <laughs> oh my god. That's awesome. That is awesome. I'm actually inspired by you guys. I'm gonna do some burpees right when we get off the phone. I'm gonna do five minutes of burpees, twenty seconds on, ten seconds off, and I'm gonna freaking rocket. Have you ever done Seriously? that before? I hope you're not kidding. Yeah, I've done burpees before. I work with, I work out no. with a trainer twice a week. So yeah, I Have you ever have I've, you ever done a 5-minute burpee Tabata though? I've done 4 minutes, yes. With burpees? Yes. Okay, so at least you're you won't hardcore. be mad at me when you're done. Then. I am hardcore, That's you guys. Awesome. Come on. Yeah, I'm kind <laughs> of intimidated. I don't know if I want you to come up here now. I'm kind of intimidated. My trainer said I'm the um, strongest client he he has. So that's pretty cool. Dude. It'll be it'll it'll be better when you're stronger than your trainer. <laughs> Done. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I want to be that strong. I, I think I'd like to keep the whole feminine thing going if I can. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you got it. There, hey, strong is the new skinny. It's the sexy thing. Absolutely. I'm all about I'm all about the strong. I'm I'm friends with too many girls that can lift more weight than me though. <laughs> Well, at least they're not in, the eight, in their 80s anymore. Hopefully, you you uh, beat out. Would you say she was in her 80s or no 60s? No, she was she was in her 60s. Will you give me a little <laughs> bit of credit? <laughs> Whatever, dude. Do not underestimate like the grandmoms and the moms that go to like CrossFit and like kettlebells. Like, you know, they're all quiet. They push their baby strollers in with the kid, and then they go do their workout. And all of a sudden, they're like fire breathers, and they're passing you. They're running faster than you. They're doing more pull-ups than you. It's like they're like the little closet fitness freaks. Like. I don't yeah. I don't mess with determined moms or grandmas or any of them. Like they they're on point. My mom is no joke. She she continually just demolishes me with arm wrestling. I've never once beat her, not once. She's wow. 50, I, I won't tell how old she is. So probably test, but I just said that. Um, but no, she's <laughs> she's hardcore. But you know she raised boys, so there you go. She had to be. You got a pretty intimidating family. I do. We're pretty hardcore. Oh, my God. You guys are so funny. Um, any other cool things kind of, like, coming up for you guys you want to you wanna talk about? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll give a quick plug. On uh, on October 18th at, uh, I think, 8 p.m. Pacific time, I'm doing a teleseminar with uh, my good friend Joe Johnson. I uh, met him at AHS. His, his sister is actually one of the biggest fans of my website. She comments, like, every day. It's kind of awesome. But, uh they're doing a teleseminar with me um, to go over their new program. I think it's called, uh, like, Man Up or 30 Days to Man Up, and it's just some awesome one-on-one coaching for people that, you know, struggle, men especially. It's who it's designed for. Just you get to call them and Skype with them every week. You get emails back and forth unlimited. They do a huge teleconference call. They talk to you for hours and pretty much encourage you through the whole process in case, you know, you're stumbling, you just need that extra kickstart, which I know a lot of people do, and it's not something that I can offer. So I'm going to be doing that on October 18th with them, so they can look for more information on that soon. Sweet. How about you, Abel? I'm always working on way too many things, but I think the most important thing that I have coming up is on Friday, Dr. Lowe is on the Fat-Burning Man show. <laughs> so I'm Yay! Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> but, of I'm course, you can go to my website fatburningman.com to, to check that out and uh, and check out the wild diet as well if you'd like uh, and caveman feast totally rocks it's it's uh man it's it's the best food i've ever had that that comes out of the kitchen without that much effort and it's beautiful and i i just i've always loved george's cooking and i'm so glad that we were able to do this together it's it's been a lot of fun and uh hopefully we'll be able to do a lot more in the future hey eh, george yes sir 
And I challenge every single person listening, for the seven of you that are, thank you, and every one of you needs to go make that crockpot pulled pork because you can ask Abel. You can literally prep it in like four minutes. You let it cook for 10 hours, and it is absolutely amazing. And don't forget about the avocado stuffed burgers. Those are the ones we'll get you to. Oh, my God. Dr. Lowe, I may make those for you. I I took some avocados. And I mixed them with some lemon juice and sun-dried tomatoes. And then I kind of made that little guac contraption and stuffed it inside some grass-fed burgers. And it is absolutely amazing. Wow. That's genius. I saw that on there. And I had to show the girls in the clinic. I said, look at this. Avocado stuffed burgers. They were like, what? <laughs> so, yeah. awesome. Life-changing. Nice work, I actually... I, I, I got one more thing to say. I got an awesome friend who's in New Hampshire near Able right now named Emily who's listening, and she's been commenting the whole time, and she just sent us a message saying, how bromantical of you. Apparently, she likes mine and Abel's little <laughs> ridiculous situation right now, and she is embarrassed <laughs> and telling me live. So thank you, Emily. Oh, it's very bromantic of you guys. It's really cute. Hi, Emily. Thanks for listening. There we Good go. Job, she Emily. wouldn't call. I tried I try to get her to call. She wouldn't call. She's all bashful. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Dr. Lowe, you actually met her at AHS, so. Did I? Okay. Yeah. She's a huge fan. Well, well, she'll have to come to the next AHS and we can hang out. Or actually, Paleo FX, you guys going to that? Uh, oh, I am. Yeah. I got a point. I got appointed to wear a pink tutu and a tiara by Michelle, apparently. <laughs> I think you asked her if you could, and she agreed. No, 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 no. That that is not how it went down. It was a petition to get George to do it to come to Paleo Effects, and I was like, I have no problem being the Paleo Queen. I'll do it, whatever. You will carry the title well, I'm sure. You know, I got no shame. You get a little laugh out of it, spread some joy, and everyone has a good time. <laughs> that it will be indeed. All right, you two. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Super, super fun. Um, nice work on the book again. You guys really did a great job. And uh, looking forward to hanging out with you guys again soon. Thanks for having us. Dr. Lowe. Yeah, for sure. Have a fabulous night. You too. You too. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. All right, y'all. That was the show. Check out their amazing ebook. You can get it on the website, drlaurennoel.com. It's going to go up to $47 pretty soon. I'm not sure when that's happening, but very soon. It's 27 right now, and it's a really, really great book, especially for any of the men in your life or you ladies who just want to be able to, you know, step the game up in the kitchen. So check it out. And, uh, yeah, I'm at bloomnaturalhealth.com. I work with patients locally here in San Diego and all over the country. So if you need a naturopathic doctor, I am your go-to girl. Hope you have a great night, and we will check you next week. Take care. Bye-bye. This is your wallet. I've got my hands full with your credit cards, ID, and that Froyo loyalty card. So I was thrilled to learn about the new digital wallet in the Giant Eagle app. It'll let you store, manage, and spend all your gift cards right from your phone. E-gift cards you buy from Giant Eagle and GetGo will load automatically. And you can even transfer plastic gift cards there, too. Download the Giant Eagle app and start using the digital wallet today. Visit GiantEagle.com backslash wallet for details. This is your wallet. I've got my hands full with your credit cards, ID, and that Froyo loyalty card. So I was thrilled to learn about the new digital wallet in the Giant Eagle app. It'll let you store, manage, and spend all your gift cards right from your phone. E-gift cards you buy from Giant Eagle and GetGo will load automatically. And you can even transfer plastic gift cards there, too. Download the Giant Eagle app and start using the digital wallet today. Visit GiantEagle.com backslash wallet for details.